Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer. The ideal place to start your daily vacation on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. Second hour of the show brought to you, as always, by World of Spas. Aching after a long day, World of Spas offers tubs designed with your relief in mind. Rest, recover, and relax with World of Spas, Alberta's number one swim spa dealer. Visit worldofspas.com. It is Brendan Escott with you for the next hour of the show. Uh, Picture day for the Oilers. Uh, Frankly, I'm not even entirely sure what that entails because I thought the team picture took place after the trade deadline when we know exactly what the roster is going to be. But nevertheless, Bob, preoccupied. So it's you and I the rest of the way. Let's keep this conversation about Corey Perry going on the Ashley Fine Floors text line, 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you've always wanted with Ashley Fine Floors. 143rd Street, 111th Avenue. They're open Monday to Saturday. You want to get in touch online, I am on X at Brendan Escott. That's Brendan with an E. And our next guest is uh, usually breaking news like we saw today or really over the course of the weekend on X. Great time to hook up with Daily Faceoff's Frank Saravalli. Brought to you by Horse Racing Alberta. Experience live standard bread racing every Friday here in January with a new 7.30 post time at Century Mile. Uh, visit the... Uh, view rather the full schedule at thehorses.com huge news today frank but i need an update on the pond hockey tournament in jasper because i I think that's kind of every canadian athlete's dream at least the the hockey playing variety is to be in that setting uh playing a game of puck with their friends how'd that all go yeah pretty awesome and look the fact brendan that we got through it a, with warm weather, which was crazy given what last week was like in Alberta. And so it was plus two out in Jasper. Like, you, you couldn't envision a better scene. No injuries and, frankly, no defibrillators being used. It was... Uh, it was a great weekend. <laughs> really happy to hear it. Glad you guys had a great time. And we're still able to break some of the news that was going on in the hockey world. First, it was Patrick Waugh coming in out of left field to uh, end up behind the bench of the New York Islanders. But here in Edmonton, of course, Corey Perry, in addition to the roster that I think a lot of Oilers fans are going to be really happy about once they've stuffed aside some of the feelings that have brewed over the last decade plus. Well, and those are earned. It's kind of like an actor in a movie that you hate, right? (laughs) That, that just means that person's a really good actor because they're able to play it up and mostly because they're really successful. So now Connor McDavid said it best today. I think guy you hate playing against would love to have on your team. And that's exactly what the Oilers get. And uh, I think the fan base has been clamoring for him. And I think for some of the other teams that he was seriously considering, the fact that the Oilers were on this 13-game heater 
kind of made life a little bit easier for him in the decision department because, yeah, there were some interesting and intriguing scenarios thrown at him, but with where the Oilers are, how they're playing, and frankly, the talent that he has a chance to chase the Stanley Cup with, it was a pretty intoxicating offer that was on the table. Do we know with certainty, it's safe to assume that all other bidders would have been competitors for the Stanley Cup, but do we know with certainty who they were or whether we can even say that? Yeah, I've got a pretty good idea of what the list is of some of the teams that had talked to him, some with varying interest levels. I think the finalist, so to speak, the runner-up was the Florida Panthers. Um, I think the New York Rangers, Los Angeles Kings, Toronto Maple Leafs, um, I'm sure I'm leaving someone off, but a number of those teams had all been in the mix to varying degrees and levels. I think there was another team in the West that was sort of a mystery, but I was wondering the whole time if it was the Vegas Golden Knights. But there were lots of suitors, and the fact that he chose Edmonton, it's a feeling that uh, Oiler fans don't always get to enjoy, so enjoy this one. <laughs> yeah. But more so in recent years, and as they get closer and closer to the ultimate goal, people around the league are seeing this, and they want to be a part of things, and that's really good news for this team right now. But these aren't small personalities that are coming into the dressing room, and so certainly uh, there's got to be the question asked about how we think this is all going to work between Evander Kane and and Corey Perry and, and a locker room full of an established core that's been here for eight years now. Well, I would say... Not everyone really understands Corey Perry. Like, I've gotten a chance to get to know him a bit over the last decade plus, and he's actually a really shy human being. Um, he, his game, you'd never think that that's the case. He's very soft-spoken off the ice, uh, very hockey-centric. He's a hockey nerd. He's a hockey junkie. And he really only cares about being a hockey player. So... A lot of the other sort of stuff that had gone on earlier this season, he was kind of as as much as he could be candid about taking a step back and reassessing where he's at in life and his career and managing some of the stress of all of it. There's no doubt he made a mistake and, and paid for it dearly in Chicago, certainly reputationally. But um, I don't... You know, I, it's easy for me to say from afar, I don't really have any concern about him meshing there with the team that they've got in place. And clearly the Oilers also did their homework. This guy is just the ultimate competitor. And anyone that can help him uh, and the team get there, he's on board with that. And so um, I, I don't foresee any issues in that area. Frank Saravalli on the line from Daily Faceoff, brought to you by Horse Racing Alberta. Corey Perry and Edmonton Oiler, it's a one-year deal, $775,000, and potentially some bonus money tied into that as well. What is What are we looking at for the salary cap moving forward with Edmonton as it pertains to uh, two players now in Perry and, and Connor Brown, who with performance performance bonuses uh, factored in are going to cost this team a lot of money next year so much money that the cap really isn't increasing for Edmonton at all yeah and to be honest I think that's the part that is the big misstep here if there is one you know you do what it takes to get the player and I understand that part of it 
But Corey Perry's career earnings are $92,525,000. I know he's been smart with his money, and the extra three twenty-five that's tacked on to the end of this in really attainable performance bonuses, I just think it was unnecessary. And my pitch, like I said, you do what it takes to get the player, but my pitch would have been something along the lines of this. There's only one place on planet Earth that you can come play with Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl and try and chase the Stanley Cup. That's all this really is about. The extra... 225 for 10 games played. I mean, look, if you win the Stanley Cup or you win a few rounds and you've got to pay out an extra 100,000, so be it. A lot of guys have something like that. But when you have the Connor Brown money that's being tacked on to next season's cap, to add an additional 325, like it just it th- that part didn't make a lot of sense and this shouldn't have been about money. And I, I don't think it was for Corey Perry, but I, I feel like sometimes these agents can't help themselves when it comes to wringing out every last dollar. If you're going to go to Florida or if you're going to go to pick another team that I just mentioned as an, as an opportunity, then go. If, if that's really what's going to sway you is the extra 325 grand that's the potential to be earned, then that's your own personal prerogative. But if your goal is really to be serious about having a chance to to win a Stanley Cup this year and get back to a fifth career Stanley Cup final, well, this place is going to give you as good as any to do it. So sign up or don't. And maybe that's too black and white to look at it. Maybe in the long run, 325000 next year on an $87.7 million cap isn't going to mean a whole lot. I'd say that would be the case if you didn't have the Connor Brown money that's lingering as an overage for next year. Yeah, fair enough. And hey, I wonder if that three hundred and eighty or so thousand dollars amounts to approximately what income tax would not have been paid should he have signed in Florida. These are the little idiosyncrasies that make me wonder. That it's also a prorated money for the rest of the year like he's not getting 775 he's getting the prorated amount of 775 so the 325 actually brings him closer towards getting to that actual league minimum if that's probably how they're looking at it but he already got the signing bonus money from Chicago like there was real like this is going to bring him close to 3 million for the season or, or actually closer to 4 it brings him mostly whole for the year so to me, I'm just like, again, not a huge deal in the grand scheme, but I would have probably driven a pretty hard line saying we've got a lot committed to next year already. This is about right now. Well, perhaps there was a lot more emphasis placed on the value of another veteran voice in this room. We've seen what Duncan Keith meant, and even to a certain extent and a similar extent, uh, Mike Smith in that room for a couple of years. So you're reintroducing somebody with an absolute embarrassment of riches in terms of things that he can draw on as and be the, the wise old man in, in the room that, you know, I don't think that they necessarily need this but it certainly can't hurt. I think it's not even so much what he says. It's what Corey Perry does just by example. He's so intense, so, 
I don't know if serious is the right word, but like when he walks in the door, he means business. And McDavid has a lot of that too, but there's something to be said for someone that has gotten to the levels that, that Perry has in terms of deep runs in the playoffs, you know, losing three, three straight years in the final that aches. And when being a, a key piece, even as a really young guy, um, you know, with the Anaheim ducks to win that, that has something of value too. So I think more than anything, it's a, it's not so much what's said, it's a calmness that's brought. And I think that's been one thing that even just going back to the run that they had with Duncan Keith and those guys that you mentioned, that's what really stood out in a topsy turvy, dramatic battle of Alberta was just the steadying influence of Duncan Keith that I remembered that I kind of think Corey Perry brings some of that as well. So we've got an interesting situation as you start to look around the rest of the Pacific Division because Los Angeles is in a bit of a tailspin and not sure what's going on in net there. The levy that was Cam Talbot seems to have broken. You've got big save Dave back there now and David Riddick. Uh, but what, what this is all to say is that the door is open for Edmonton to really cement themselves as not only a playoff team but potentially a home playoff team. Uh, how, long, how crazy is that? It's amazing to think about the fact that we're already here, right? Like maybe maybe they were going to get there by March if they could climb all the way out of the hole. But we're here in, in at the end of January talking about 13 in a row. You're talking about nine consecutive on the road. Uh, they're, they're breaking more records than I'm aware of to even recite right now. And they're handling it all as if it's not impacting them at all pressure wise do you believe so, there's a point at which it will uh, record wise probably not because it doesn't mean anything in the long haul I, I just i'm looking at the standings right now and 42 games played 53 points and and you mentioned home ice advantage at least in round one is is within sight four games in hand on the golden knights only six points back and they've been barely treading water since mid-November, it feels like. But if you remember when I said earlier in the year with the tough start that they had and the coaching change, 41 points in 41 games, I said that's kind of the mark that they need to get to. That was actually an internal thing that they were talking about themselves. That was their goal in mind, get back to level ground before the all-star break and <laughs> the fact that they've totally exceeded that um i mean it's it, it's crazy to think that it was one hot stretch and then i was also around the team again right before christmas and they had that trip out east to new york and they had lost a few games in a row and they were sort of teetering like what what way is this gonna go are they gonna figure it out again or are they are they back for one step forward, two steps back? And they haven't they really haven't kind of lost since. Like we're talking about a calendar month of pure wins. So that part has been incredible. And you know, you look at where this team is at moving forward. I I'm looking at the schedule and going Golden Knights on February sixth. I think that's when we're talking about setting a new NHL record against the Golden Knights. And at that moment in time, depending on how the standings shake out between now and then, 
it might actually that game might vault them into home ice so you had a tough schedule and you've gotten through it now the best part of that is getting to play teams like the blackhawks and you know previously even though earlier in the season they had their number the sharks and the blue jackets and all these other teams that are really toward the bottom of the standings they beat the tough teams now they need to beat up on the not so tough teams Columbus, Chicago, Nashville, the next three on the docket. Scott, one more question here. By the way, selfishly, I would really like to see Corey Perry in the lineup on Thursday as opposed to Saturday. Yeah, that would just be a juicy storyline. Just, just, and I think for that reason, they're probably going to avoid it. (laughs) Yeah. But, uh, it, I think around the league and I think the Oilers and some other teams that had really done their homework on Corey Perry that look, the Blackhawks are dealing with a different set of, I don't want to say rules or standards, but certainly a different level of sensitivity when it comes to um, how players should act. And I'm not saying that, you know, whatever Corey Perry did is right. It's just that I'm not certain that on 30 or 31 other teams, he ends up with his contract terminated. One more question here for Daily Faceoffs, Frank Saravalli. He's brought to you each week a couple times by Horse Racing Alberta. Bob likes his curveball. Uh, I throw more of a splitter here. So uh, I don't know if you've got a ton of information to relay, but obviously cataclysmic news in the Junior A hockey front here in Western Canada to end last week as five teams residing in five of the top six spots in the standings, I believe, in the AJ, and five pretty powerhouse ownership groups are set to uh, essentially defect from Hockey Canada. It was really out of the blue on the surface. What do you know about maybe why the teams would want to do this? And, and sort of, I guess a real question is, Frank, why it came up in the middle of the season? I don't have a ton of insight. I, I have been following the story. My sense would be that they want some more autonomy, that they want to kind of create a super league, so to speak, that puts some of those powerhouse franchises and ownership groups all in the same sort of category to make for a Canadian rival, essentially, of the USHL. I mean, people have been talking and and depending on who you are and, and your connections to the game, like many former... NHL players have sent their sons that are college hockey bound to the BCHL to play because it's such a fantastic spot to do so. Now that you sort of broaden the scope, broaden the field, um, and maybe give the USHL a run for its money, that's kind of like the, like go back to the draft picks and count them. Like the USHL has been in as good of a spot as any, and th- that league continues to grow and grow. I think it's sort of the perfect alternative to having your kid play major junior and and really go that college hockey path that I just think maybe it's not even biased. I think it it by and large, unless you're a superstar, it better prepares you for not just the NHL, but also life afterwards taking the college hockey route. Really appreciate your time and your insight as always, Frank. This is awesome. We'll touch uh, touch base soon. 
Yeah. Hey, look, picture day. Like what is so Bob's? He took the second half of the show off. Okay. He <laughs> Listen, wants I to be in it. I looked. It's not in the picture. People are having their pictures taken with the Oilers. So unless there's a Bob Stoffer stand somewhere set up, I don't know. Maybe he's working security. I, did, I was gonna say I didn't know they made a Zoom that big. <laughs> Frank. Gotta go oh, you're going to get me shot. in trouble. Okay, my friend. We'll chat soon. See ya. Frank Saravalli for the horses. Horse Racing Alberta. Find his work at Daily Faceoff, and you can experience live standard bread racing every Friday in January, 7.30 post time at Century Mile Racetrack and Casino. They've got the full schedule at thehorses.com. Some guests of the show do receive gift cards to Japanese Village, Edmonton's favorite place to celebrate your occasion. Try a Wagyu steak today we'll get back yeah we've got time to throw the brakes on things sorry kellen i'm making you work back there brendan escott here in the final 35 minutes of oilers now this is oilers now with bob stoffer on oilers radio 630 chad all right, so apparently there actually is a booth. It's called Oilers Radio, and you can go get your picture with Bob and Cam Moon, which sounds like a pretty good time, I would suggest, for uh, many of a loyal Oilers Now listener. Uh, speaking of loyalty, with close to 35 years in business, Brent Ridge Ford has a lot of long-term loyal customers. If you currently own an F-150, you can get up to $16,000 off of a new F-150 this year. If you want to be treated fairly at every aspect of vehicle ownership and get award-winning service, call our friends at Brent Ridge Ford, 780-352-6048. You can ask for Rich, Johnny, and Uncle Milton Sales, Kevin, Margie, and Mike in service. Remember, the cars cost less in Wetaskiwin. We've got Colin Chalk on the other side, head coach of the Baker- Bakersfield Condors, who uh, may well be in contention for the hottest team in the organization. Yeah, they're piping hot, too. We'll fill you in when we get back.